You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Janine Bitson. And we're in our final interview segment of today's Real Presence Live. And we come to a topic that is super near and dear to my heart. I'm originally from South Carolina, and so North Dakota winters, very hard. Like, I'm learning, and it's been great, but it's definitely been an experience of just learning the grace of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we have with us today a guest who's going to explore this topic with us and how we can deal with winter blues. So we have in studio Jeff Bates. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay. uh, My name is Jeff Bates. Um... I am a mental health counselor. Uh, I have uh, married to my wife, Michelle, for 40 years. We have uh, four children. And uh, in 2015, I I looked around and there really wasn't a Catholic uh, counselor. So I started Vita Counseling in 2015. And I've been going steady since then. Um, I haven't always been a counselor. For first 20 years of my adult life, I was a farmer. And then literally over a cup of coffee, my life changed. My wife, Michelle, asked me, if you could do anything over again, what would it be? And I said, well, I wouldn't. I would have went to school for psychology. And uh, the next day I came home for lunch. She said, did you really mean that? And I said, well, yes, I did. And she said, well, it's good because I, I enrolled you in classes. You start tonight. <laughs> so you better leave early that. to get your book. So. That's a good wife right there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great wife. That's, that's awesome. We're still together, so. so yeah, beautiful. she's such a beautiful soul. I just love, I love your wife. She's really a sweetheart and makes some pretty amazing baked goods, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. Oh, well, you know, um, dealing with seasonal affective disorder, um, there's many of us who do go through that in the winter time we have low vitamin d levels because of the lack of sun exposure mm-hmm. and i can't even uh, I, I can imagine even with all the coating of sunscreen that we go on yeah. uh, or have um recommended to us that it could even extend a little bit with our vitamin d deficiencies mm-hmm. yeah usually uh, uh us people who live in the northern hemisphere um when they started taking you know samples of vitamin d in our blood they discovered that usually we're way low and it usually is tied to the winter months because that's when uh, serotonin levels usually drop the lowest. And uh, basically sunshine is the only thing that helps make the serotonin in our bodies. So it, it, it's, it's something that, you know, living in South Carolina, you probably didn't get too much of because there's a, a lot of sun in the, in the wintertime. Well, maybe not a lot, but less than there is up here. Mm, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we have much less up here, don't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. The closer you get to the equator, you get a little increase of it. But uh, yep. so tell our listeners, what exactly is seasonal affective disorder? Well, it's it's more than the winter blues. Um, seasonal affective disorder, commonly called SAD, um, that stands for reason, is <laughs> <laughs> a type of depression that is related to changes in the seasons. Uh, SAD begins and ends about the same time every year. Um, if you're like most people, your symptoms usually start in the early fall and by spring when it starts warming up and we get, uh, more time to be outside and more sunlight, it dissipates. So it's, uh, um, 
And, and mostly, it, like I said earlier, it has to do with the serotonin levels in the brain. And uh, in the wintertime, we don't make as many as we do in the summer because of the sunlight. Hmm. What are, like, how does this typically manifest itself in not only your physical health, but your emotional and spiritual health? Um, well, people usually uh, feel sad. They feel down most of the day. Uh, they lose interest in things they used to like to do, like hobbies, um, low energy, feeling sluggish, um, difficulty concentrating. Um, and uh, this one's is really weird. You get cravings for carbohydrates, <laughs> which makes you gain weight, and that yeah. could make you feel depressed again. Uh, feeling uh, hopeless and worthless. And then when it gets kind of scary is when people start uh, developing suicidal ideology and and, uh, you know, that's when depression becomes dangerous and, and deadly. So it's a serious, serious thing that you shouldn't really take, take for granted. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it is harder for anyone dealing with those kinds of, uh, uh, well, the seasonal disorder, mm -hmm. which might be like a temporary thing, but then we also have people who have year-round, yep. um, you know, um, problems with depression and so forth, and it's just a lot harder to handle situations that arise in a, maybe a more positive way. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So like, yep. so it's really important to address those issues. Yes. It, 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 again, you know, it, 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 it can get dangerous and deadly because people do fall into the, the deeper levels of depression if they don't do anything about it. So. Right, right. So when you have a patient coming to you dealing with some form of depression or anxiety, uh, is it like hard to detect that it's seasonal affective disorder as opposed to generalized depression? Uh, it can be. Usually they have a history of it, though. Um, about the same time every year, um, they tend to get depressed, and at the same time every year, they tend to feel better. So if, if they have that history, you know, that makes it easier to detect, and uh, and then it, it makes you, you can deal with it because knowing that it's temporary, basically. So... Um, you know, just have to keep people doing what they're doing, um, going to mass. If they're a uh, daily mass goer, continue to do that. If you go to adoration, continue to do that. Um, just uh, try to, to pray more. Um, but, you know, prayer can be hard when you have a hard time concentrating, mm. you know. So one, one of the things I always tell people, I, you know, there's basically five words. I, I tell them, you know, the first one is short, you know, keep your prayer short. Um, you know, one minute of, of concentrated prayer is better than 50 minutes of distractive wandering prayer. And we've all done that, you know, oh, what decade am I on? Did I, <laughs> did I move that bead? You know, so um, the first thing I tell them is, you know, keep your prayer life, keep the prayer short. And, and then the second one is frequent. Mm -hmm. um, often I tell people, set a timer, set your, for your phone, because, uh, you know, those short times during the day, it's like, okay, you're keeping in contact with God. And uh, you're, you're keeping the prayers going. And uh, kind of like the third word I tell people is simple. You know, keep, keep the prayers simple. You know, it's a, it doesn't have to be, you know, something complex theological composition. You know, it could be, you know, Jesus, I love you. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus, I trust in you. Um, oh, Jesus, I know that I'm, I'm, you're going to help me through this, this tough time. Um, 
the, the fourth word I usually tell people is keep it, you know, scriptural. Um, sometimes it's, it's hard to remember prayers. Uh, it's hard to uh, come up with your own words. So if you can, like, pray the Psalms or the Our Father, um, rosaries, uh, Paul, Paul's prayers, you know, things like that, is, is, it makes it easier. You don't have to quite come up with words on your own. And the fifth word I tell people is together. You know, ask people to pray with you. You know, so you can kind of bring people into the conversation with you, and it, uh, prayer groups are great for that. Hmm. Yeah, and sometimes it's not words that we need to speak when we pray, right? Mm-hmm. It's just being in God's presence. So, you know, uh, adoration, sometimes when I go to adoration, I just make a point to not say any words, but just to sit and be in mm-hmm. his presence and so sometimes that can be quite healing um and and like you say if if it's hard to you know with concentration just to be there and feel his mm-hmm. peaceful presence you know is really powerful mm-hmm. continuing to show up is sometimes like the hardest but right. also just the best it's like both the hardest and the easiest form of prayer i think yeah. if, if it can be both yeah i i, I never I, I can't recall a time where I've been in adoration that I've regretted going. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always just been such a powerful, beautiful experience. But um, maybe sometimes people don't go because they think they need to pray. Right. And uh, But you are praying by being present. Mm-hmm. You know, and, just and say you, thank you, Jesus. Right. Yeah. And you need to realize that when you're depressed, a lot of times your prayer life seems like it's, it's very dry. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, you don't have to feel guilty if you're not saying the right words you just have to go there and be in god's presence and and feel that he's there yeah. and because that, that can be so empowering you know just to know that god's there he's on your side i i think it is an important thing that we all forget i i myself forget you know like when there are those dry moments uh where the phone doesn't ring there's mm-hmm. not a friend who checks in or a child who checks in or whatever you know you do go through those moments at times where you do feel alone you yep. know and winter is more of a, a case because you're not seeing people outside in the neighborhood or on your right. walks or whatever and so there are those spells that um can be really uh discouraging but then for me it's also been a time to go but Jesus never leaves me. Mm-hmm. I'm never alone. We're yeah. never alone. But yet when you're hurting with those serotonin levels and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it's hard to feel that. Yeah. And, and it kind of reminds me of uh, a lot of us have seen that the picture where you just see the footprints in the sand. Yeah. And then you realize, yeah, it's not that I was God what left me. It's that he was carrying me and getting me through this tough time. So, yeah, it's really important to remember that God never leaves us. He's always there by our side. And uh, all we have to do is ask him, to, ask him to be there and ask friends to pray for us when we're in those situations. Right, right. Oh, wow. Well, we're going to have to go on a quick break here real soon. But um, when we come back from the break, um, can you just 
give some recommendations more for activities that can uplift our spirits during the cold of winter. You know, prayer life and just being present uh, mm-hmm. with Christ is so important to ask friends for help. But are there actual physical activities that can help increase that serotonin mm-hmm. level and, and yep. things like that? That would be great. Um, so we're going to go on a quick break, but on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and visit more with Jeff Bates from Vita Counseling about how to deal with seasonal affective disorder and other uh, disorders that we might be going through with grace and trust. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. The, the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and, and uh, had an interview with you. And, and so that was my first introduction to Real Presence. It's been, it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because, you know, one of the, the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop, is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And, and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's it's hard to get around to every place, and um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with, and they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's it really is a blessing to me. I I feel very fortunate that this this network is so alive and so vibrant in in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on today's Real Presence Live. We're in the last segment of today's show. It's been a great show. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Janine Bitson. And our guest in studio, we have a great guest, Jeff Bates. And before the break, uh, he's just explained to us what seasonal affective disorder was and how it affects us. And so now we'd like to swing it around and say, okay, what are some helps? How can we help mm-hmm. ourselves if we're struggling with seasonal affective disorder, but also how can we be there for others? So what recommendations do you have to go get through this? 
Okay. Uh, one of the common treatments for SAD involves light therapy. Um, and this is use of a, of a, a light box, and uh, they're all over the place. You could probably get one at Walmart or Target or definitely on Amazon. And uh, what this does is it stimulates the brain to produce neurotransmitters. Um, you sit a few feet away from it. Don't put it right in front of you. And off to the side is fine. It, uh, you don't have to stare into it. And uh, like a lot of times I'll, when I'm working at the computer, I, I can have it off to the side and uh, uh, for 45 minutes or an hour. And uh, it, it, it definitely, um, you know, the... But this light, it's stronger than the regular light bulbs that you usually get, so it's made specifically for this. Um, so if light therapy doesn't work, um, there are counselors like myself. Uh, uh, a lot of times, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, when you look at the thoughts that are going through your head and you, you actually do specific exercises to combat the negative thoughts, uh, you know, that's uh, one thing that, that works you know, very well. Um, I always tell people, you know, when dealing with this, uh, exercise is great. I mean, we should exercise all the time. Um, and with the with COVID coming into the picture the last couple of years, uh, you don't see people, <laughs> you know, going to gyms. You don't mm -hmm. see uh, people congregating much at all anymore. You know, it's uh, I went to a baseball game at, you know, Newman Field this summer and there was people were really sitting all far apart it was it was kind of strange but uh you know getting out and exercising now uh hopefully you know we're past a lot of that we can get out into the sun if it's a 20 degree day you just wear a jacket and go out for a walk so exercise really helps uh you brought up vitamin d d3 um that uh supplement that works very well um there are, you know, other supplements like fish oil and uh, melatonin that that work well. Um, but just, in, you know, encouraging people to get out and do activities. Uh, because, you know, one of the things that's bad is the isolation part of depression. And, and that's something that we've really seen with the COVID that people, you know, tend to isolate out of fear, you know, that uh, they might catch something or give something or, or you know, kill grandma you know something yeah. <laughs> i exaggerate a little bit there oh, but that's that's a real <laughs> fact <laughs> yeah. you know so mm -hmm. you know we we tend not not to congregate as much as we used to so yeah getting out and exercising doing stuff acting as a community is something that's really can really be helpful and we we are made for community. I mean, that's mm -hmm. who we are as human beings. Uh, you know, to be able to sit around the dinner table, to be with the people we love, um, and so there is a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of moments where when you don't have those things in your life, and then you're dealing with lower serotonin levels. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like kind of a double whammy, and how to deal with that. Um, yeah, it, I really am grateful for this conversation because it's um, what words of encouragement can you offer to anyone who's struggling with this? Like, um, yeah, how can we encourage people to take it seriously that it is something that needs to be um, approached and worked on? Yeah, talking with them would be the number one thing. Trying to include them in activities. 
um, you know, asking them out to eat, or let's go out to lunch, or can you you want to go to a movie, um, which is another industry that you never see hardly but at anymore. But you know, when you talk to someone, you can always recommend uh, things that you're doing, uh, and again, invite them. Uh, you can share with them that they can see a counselor like myself, or talk to a priest or or uh, a fellow Christian. You know, that, uh, you know, we talked about prayer groups, trying, reaching out to people, trying to, to draw them in, into community would, would be one, one thing that you can really do that would, that would help. Um, and uh, because when people are, are depressed and they're isolating, they tend not to ask for help. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a reason why pride is a deadly sin, you know, because pride can pe- keep people from asking, you know, the help that they need. Um, you know, the trouble with pride is uh, not asking sometimes can hurt you, and this is a case where that that's, that happens. Hmm. For sure. And I, I love how in your, um, the name of your counseling, Vita Counseling, mm-hmm. uh, it's all about life and uh, also like your Catholic approach to counseling. So like as a Catholic, what would you say about... Um, Using, using the experience of specifically winter depression to mm-hmm. be more of an encounter with God, like as an opportunity as opposed to just something you have to deal with? Uh, it's an opportunity to evangelize. Um, of course, the majority of the people that, that come to me because I'm a Catholic counselor are Catholics, but I do get like 20% of non-Catholics. But, it, you know, if when they come into my office, they'll see a, a crucifix hanging on the wall. So there's really no doubt, uh, you know, but um, um, it, it gives you a chance to evangelize, to include people, to bring people in, you know. So um, I always start um, a session with a prayer. You know, I, I always invite the Holy Spirit into this session, you know, to to help and to guide us. Uh, me especially, because a lot of times I don't know what to say, so I really rely on the Holy Spirit to, to come in and, and to help. So um, it, it's just a, exposing people to, you know, counseling and with a Catholic approach. Hmm. So they, they, they know that, uh, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's, it's something to embrace and to to bring them in to the faith. so it, it is true a lot of times in those struggles, in those times where you feel alone or there's those struggles, it's amazing the profound experience you can have with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, when you unite those sufferings you're having, when you place them at the foot of the cross, because uh, every, every cross does have a resurrection, mm-hmm. but it also means you need to invite Jesus to be part of that, you know, um, in order to get there. Um, it's, uh, it, we don't fix it on our own, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts or reflections for us in, in dealing with this disorder? Um, most of the time, um, you know, people who have said, you need to get them to realize that this is temporary, mm-hmm. um, that uh the sun will come out tomorrow. You know, it, it may seem that winter goes on forever, but uh, it, they usually feel better in the springtime. And and it's, uh, again, the element that is temporary, God will get you through this. God wants you to be happy and to, to live a fulfilled life. 
Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us today. It's uh, really been an insightful discussion um, because there are a lot of our listeners out there. I think I go through it every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I pull out the seed catalogs and stuff, and that seems to help. <laughs> like, it's almost here. Yeah. I play in the dirt because I want to start a seedling, you know, um, but it, it is difficult. Um, and so thank you for your insight on how to deal with it. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our Real Presence Live show for the day. It just flew by. Uh, and now it's time to see a preview of what's going on tomorrow. So, Rachel, what do you have for us? On the next Real Presence Live on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffert are your hosts coming to you live from the Grand Forks studio. They will be joined by Father William Slattery and Nancy Gord for a discussion on the Scarlet Pimpernel and get your questions ready for straight talk with Father Leffer and Father Gross. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thanks so much, Rachel. So yeah, thank you. That sounds like a great show. I love Father Gross and Father Leffer. They're awesome. They are awesome. <laughs> they they are. Really, really do a great job together. So get your questions ready. <laughs> Janine, what are your takeaways from today's show? Oh, I just, uh, I'm just so grateful for the hopeful message, you know, that um, in every day and age of our life, uh, we have um, an awesome, loving, merciful God, you know, and that we just need to keep searching and walking this journey and in the struggles, we need to unite those struggles with Him. And in the joys, we need to be grateful and offer gratitude and thanks to Him. And even go as far as to thank Him for the struggles. You know, because that's when we can really grow deeper in our love and, and um, reliance, you know, not on ourselves, but on His grace. Yeah, it's all Him, isn't it? Yeah. And, and He wants to embrace us with open arms. Like, He wants to lead us to community, but also He is community, like the Trinity. He's jealous for us, too. Don't get that. so busy with all the other stuff that you forget to just be alone with Him. Yeah, and there's so many opportunities for you to encounter Him. We talked about the Restore Retreat in Duluth, the March for Life in Bemidji, also going on in D.C. this week, and then also the Gift of Hope concert in Sioux Falls. So That Gift of Hope concert, I'm serious when I listen to Ben Fuller's music. It's like so beautiful, and it ties right into our conversation with Jeff today. Um, you know, there's these... Uh, stories of conversion, of redemption, of, you know, being down in the dumps, but then finding hope. And it's all with our relationship with the Holy Trinity, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And uh, He's available in there for all of us. He's constantly seeking us. We don't seek Him. He seeks us. So just take the pause uh, in this winter time to feel His presence and uh, feel His love. So we thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're going to have to leave it at that, huh, Teresa? But yeah. thank you so much for, it's been a great yeah, time with you, you this morning. It's been beautiful. God bless the rest of your day. Uh, and also check out the podcast on our website, realpresenceradio.com. And join us again tomorrow, 9 to 11 Central. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a great day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. 
Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.